Three, two, one. Hello and welcome to Lousy Beautiful Town. That's what we are. We're not a Star Wars <laughs> podcast, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember our tagline because it's been so long since I hosted. Are you shitting me? Hello and welcome to where we like to scream about Star Wars and put our fists in things. Okay, let me do this Uh, again. (laughs) Okay. I need to write this. We've been doing this for almost two years, Jess. I know. Sometimes I just, it's like one of those things where like you write things down too many times and then the way it's spelled doesn't make sense to you. I wish I could put my fist through this whole lousy beautiful town. Hello, and welcome to Lousy Beautiful Town, where we like to scream about Star Wars. We're actually going to scream about Star Wars and put our fist through <laughs> things. I'm one of your hosts, Jess, and I'm joined by your other host, Abby. Hello. Yo, what's up? Also, it's episode 47, technically oh, yeah. 48. Oh, yeah, I forgot that part. I don't know what I'm doing. It's one of those nights. We actually have notes. <laughs> Yeah, we do. <laughs> that we came up with and not Meg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, hi. It's been a while since, well, not since you guys have heard us listen or listened to us, but since we've been together recording and yeah. talking about Star Wars. Because what did we talk about before Meg? We got Danny, Danny on, right? Yeah. Yeah. So um... What were we doing before? Oh, and then we did a uh, sequel trilogy thoughts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Hot Mess Express. That was oh, sequel yeah. trilogy thoughts. Oh, yeah. I and that was the first now. time we'd talked about Star Wars in like three months. <laughs> well, here's to another two months. <laughs> <laughs> no, we talked about Star Wars briefly in the episode with Danny because we had to say fuck Gina Carano. This is true. This is we true. We briefly talked about Star Wars in part three of <laughs> episode. Which, by the way, um, if you haven't listened to yet, you should go listen to all four of those episodes with Danny. Yeah. Uh, what is the title? Uh, Shedding uh, the uh, Cisgender Exoskeleton. And then mm-hmm. the three episodes with Meg on fat phobia and diet culture. Most excellent. Yes. We've gotten a lot of compliments over all four of those episodes. Agreed. Um, agreed. So we And I feel like that. I keep thinking of things that like I wanted to talk about with both of them that we mm-hmm. didn't even get to talk about. So we'll probably have them back to talk about more yeah. stuff because well, I was like, oh, shit. We didn't even talk about like Carrie. And diet culture. Yeah. Because oh. <laughs> I kind of wanted to hear what Meg thought of that. <laughs> oh, no. I well, know. Well, we, we promised Danny that the next episode they'd be on would be chaotic. So yeah. we got to get some chaos in for that, too. And Meg, you can come on and talk about literally anything you want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Please do. You can use whatever accent you want, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Rootin', tootin', highfalutin'. All right. Well, there's news, I guess. Yeah. Uh, from a certain point of view, the Empire version is out. <laughs> right? <laughs> Everybody's it's talking like, about it. I don't know if it's way, actually out no, yet. It is. It came out today. But the, okay, <laughs> yeah, today. But just the way you said it, the from a certain point of view, 
the Empire version. <laughs> I <laughs> just say it's Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> I don't know. I really have not been paying attention to anything Star Wars except for that book because there's a ton of authors in it that I'm super excited about. And Amy's Yo- like the Yoda mindfulness book. <laughs> so mm-hmm. those are the two news items that I have. Amy's book yeah. is out today too. So. Yeah. I should be getting it hopefully soon. Yeah. Because uh, I... I actually, um, on her Twitter page, I think it's like her pin tweet. I don't know if it still is um, on Amy's Twitter page. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a link to a local bookstore in like Ohio. Um, yeah. And those have signed copies. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's like her hometown's bookstore or something. Oh, look at that. Yeah. I love yeah. that. I know. So I was like, you know what? I want to support a local bookstore. I want to support Amy. Um, and then it would be also really cool because I'm in, I'm getting it to take to work um, yeah. to be like, look, I know the author. <laughs> <laughs> well, we need to get her on just in general, yeah. too, because she's great on podcast and she's just a wonderful yes. human and I love her. Yeah. Um, but um, the title of the book is Star Wars, The Jedi Mind Secrets from the Force for Balance and Peace. Mm-hmm. Um, and her Twitter, is, if you don't know her, her Twitter is Amy underscore geek. If you want to go find that pinned tweet, and yeah, it's Wheatberry Books is the name yeah. of the bookstore. Yeah, yeah, that's so cool. I didn't even realize mm. that was the bookstore that it was, but I'm pretty sure. That's pretty so sure cool. that's the the one that's from her hometown because I saw her posting something about it, like when when COVID hit, and she was like trying to buy books mm. not from Amazon. <laughs> so. Right, right, right. <laughs> like who should i support um but yeah and let's see oh um big news for us um lego star wars the holiday special is out next week (laughs) what is these is it friday um i thought it's coming I, to Disney Plus this month, thanks. November 17th. Yeah, that's what I thought. It's on a Tuesday. Pfft. Why would they do that? Because they think everybody's just at home. Well, Hopkins well, yeah. clean that day. I'm not going to be able to watch it on Tuesday. <laughs> oh, he's getting it. his teeth cleaned. Yeah. What do you think I said? I don't know. You okay. Yeah, well, we're excited. We're yeah. going to do I probably not till next weekend, right? We probably cuz we want to li- watch it live with Emma. Yes. Yes. So, that's But I want to watch next it episode. soon. <laughs> I know. Well, let's have a meeting on, <laughs> we'll on, figure. on air. We'll figure. <laughs> Get Emma in here. <laughs> no, but Emma will be joining us for that. Uh, it'll be a Lives a Beautiful Town Rosé Till Christmas Day crossover. Episode. Yes. Oh, I'm very excited. Yeah, me too. I'm so happy. This is it's the only thing. Lousy, beautiful Rosé Till Christmas Day. <laughs> That's too long. I hate I that. <laughs> I've been, we've been waiting for this till since I don't even remember when the news dropped, but like uh, yeah. a long ass time ago, we've been super uh-huh. excited about this. And oh my god, the the videos and the <gasps> the pictures that have been coming oh! out. <laughs> so, Did you watch I mean, the trailer? Yes, it's so good. 
so excited. It looks fucking ridiculous. It's going to be the best thing Star Wars has ever put out. I know. <laughs> so Jim posted a picture of two male looking Legos with mm-hmm. Christmas sweaters on that have like the rebel starboard on it. Mm-hmm. And one of them looks like Obi-Wan. And Mm -hmm. the only reason I saw this tweet is because Maya was like, okay, it's been like an hour and I still don't know who these people are because Anakin does not have black hair. And like, (laughs) (laughs) like we're trying to figure out like, is it, is it Ben Solo? Like, did he go back in time or is that supposed to be Anakin? It is supposed to be Anakin. Anakin Lego has always had dark hair. Really? I don't, Mm -hmm. mm, I'm going to have to pay attention to that the next time we do, because we're due to do like a, due to do, wow. (laughs) We, (laughs) we need to continue our Lego watch um, of the rest of the Lego series too. Yeah. I didn't, um, okay, well, whatever. No (laughs) one can ever get Anakin's hair color right. Yeah. And I hate it. I absolutely hate it. I even showed Billy, and he's like, are you even sure that's Obi-Wan? Obi-Wan doesn't have red hair. And I was like, it's not red. <laughs> like, No, Lego Obi-Wan has always had red hair. Yeah. Yes, anyway. it is definitely me, the Lego Star Wars You are the expert. Uh, shows. <laughs> I don't know dick all about actual Legos, nor do I really care. Uh, but me, the connoisseur <laughs> of Lego Star Wars moving pictures, that is Anakin and Obi-Wan. Okay. I have spoken. <laughs> oh, I I'm gonna know. put that in my. I know. I should put that in my Twitter bio. Yes, you <laughs> should. Of the Lego Star Wars movie. Put that on your LinkedIn. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. I don't even have a LinkedIn. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> I guess you, no. don't, you don't really need one. Oh, not right now, at least. Yeah. Um. We my should dad make likes Star Wars. Him. We should make Star Wars CVs. On... <laughs> that would be hilarious. That would be hilarious. I would have like two lines on there. Like, I don't remember anything. <laughs> also Yoda. <laughs> My dad likes to brag about how many followers he has on LinkedIn. Ew. And, like, as a joke. Dad. He's oh. not like actually like fucking look at me. Like everyone okay. loves me on LinkedIn. No, it's just when like yeah. so- sometimes like it'll get brought up in conversation like that. Yeah, like I have a podcast um, yeah. and that I hope my parents don't fucking listen to. Um, <laughs> they would have found out a lot about me. Oh, God. Um, but he'll, then he'll randomly be like, how many Twitter followers you got? How many Twitter followers do you have? Like as a joke. Oh and God. I tell him and then he's like, well, I have this many on LinkedIn. And I'm like, I fucking work. hate you. <laughs> so cute. Yeah. yeah. So cute. How do you even find out how many followers you have? Like I'm tra- I'm looking on my LinkedIn profile and I can't find that. So I don't know. He, I don't know. He used to I'm do this sh- thing like every Monday where he posts like this nice long post about like what it means to be a leader. And apparently people like him for that. My my therapist and my dad are connected on LinkedIn. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> he told me that. And I was like, God fucking damn it. <laughs> but anyway. Oh, no. um, speaking of real <laughs> life. Um, 
this is uh one exactly one week we are recording this after election day right um the election the first is technically one. not over <laughs> even right. though it's over <laughs> mm. <laughs> so um our lord and savior joe biden no just kidding <laughs> don't ever say that again <laughs> um yeah yay uh the this the slightly ever so slightly less bad white pedophile (laughs) yeah or at least one that we can try and bully into doing what we want but can we i know i know (laughs) but listen (laughs) anyway joe biden's won (laughs) Yeah, look, I'm I'm just trying to feel the relief that I felt. I, I yeah. felt relief up until today, and I started looking on Twitter, and I saw oh what Trump God. has been doing, and he is definitely not going to go quietly. So nope. this is going to be rough. But it was nice to have like four days of like, mm-hmm. oh, I can like unclench my jaw for a f- fucking two seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But. <laughs> He's not conceding and they're trying to push forward like fiscal budgets for February, 2020, 2021 rather. um, When he's not even going to be in office anymore. Yeah. So Billy he can't do that. (laughs) I know. Um, Billy told me, and I don't know how, like where he got these details or anything and I haven't fact checked it. So you can correct me if I'm wrong, if, if anybody knows, but he told me, that um biden kind of prepared for this like their campaign Mm. kind of prepared for this and so they they are using some of their campaign money and they've already hired like 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 hundreds of people to Mm -hmm. start working on like his quote state department and Mm -hmm. his like his covid task force and those people are being paid through like campaign funds that he raised Because he had a feeling they weren't going to open up, you know, they weren't going to concede. And when they concede, that opens up them for them to get funding and to, for them right. to pay people to be right. actual like federally, you know, federally paid government employees. So um, he's like, yeah, it kind of seems like he was expecting this to happen. But that's cool. I mean, I was like, that's good foresight. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, I think a good majority of us were mm-hmm. of like, there is no way he's going quietly. And then, you know close as we got closer to the election he could not uh promise a peaceful transition of power yeah and that was a big old yikes yeah (laughs) um so maybe for once in our lives yeah right maybe for once like the cia will do a good and do the coup on ourselves um (laughs) if that needs to happen my God, my dad was talking about. So speaking of uh, next, our next news item is the Pfizer COVID vaccine interim data that that was released or it, the, mm-hmm. the press release from it. Not I don't think they've released like the data, but. um, My dad was like, saying, like, what if they like try to strong arm the vaccine distribution or something like that <laughs> and like hold it hostage? <laughs> 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 I was like, I don't think that's going to happen. Pfizer has a lot of money and they're an international company. And yeah. I don't feel like uh, the U.S. military would like that either. Like, no. Nah. Yeah. So yeah. I don't even I don't even know. There's so many things that could happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. It'll oh. be fun. Pretty much. I'm it's guaranteed. I, I, I would think that 
another stimulus package is being held hostage until oh yeah he's gone absolutely absolutely fucking turtle turtle man is not doing shit uh he's still pushing judges through yeah i had a client ask me today like she's just like okay so i know the only way you could ever break confidentiality is if you felt i was a danger to myself or others and i want you to know that for legal reasons this is a joke but can we murder mitch mcconnell and i was like (laughs) oh i'm so yes we can we can let's make it part of your yes we can let's make it part of your treatment plan let's go (laughs) this is keeping me alive yes god must live longer than mitch mcconnell must Uh, live long enough to see mitch mcconnell die in a lot of pain (laughs) yep i told you about when it was last month when trump got covid um, and people were like, oh, my God, he's going to die. And, like, dude looked near death for a <laughs> yeah, while. Uh, it was kind of brutal, but, like, satisfying. Um, yeah. But, you know, like, all of us were like, die, 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 die. And I, too, was doing that. But then I realized, holy shit, so many of my kids' protective factors include outliving Donald Trump. <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, "Wait, not yet. I'm not ready. <laughs> not yet." <laughs> then you just need to pick someone else that's completely evil. Exactly. No, I'm, yeah. And then beyond. <laughs> well, you just well, how about how about this person? Don't you think they're on the list too? <laughs> we just moved down the line of uh, presidential. Uh, what is the word? Succession. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So next we hate Pence, and then. <laughs> God. Yeah. Uh... And then Nancy Pelosi's being a fucking centrist like, already, already is just like, oh, thank you, progressives and brown and black people for coming out to get this election. Now we don't want to do anything that you want. Fuck mm-hmm. you guys. Mm-hmm. We don't want to alienate Trump voters in Georgia. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Yes, we do. <laughs> fucking Joe Biden had nothing to do with Georgia. Yeah. Fuck you. Our, uh, the uh, district that I'm in, the elective district that I'm in in Illinois, still hasn't called their race. And it has been an exhausting watch, which I very much so thank uh, Drew specifically that's on our, our Patreon um, for constantly keeping me updated <laughs> on, yeah. on that because like, I just get overwhelmed. But <laughs> Drew was is from there's quite a few people in our patreon that are from my area yeah that's kind of funny (laughs) very close to my area like a 30 minute drive from my house kind of deal that's weird y'all ain't stalking me right (laughs) but our uh congressperson's you know chair up for election and uh it was looking for a good while that she was not going to get reelected over uh Jim Oberweiss an ice cream guy uh but it is now looking like Lauren Underwood will prevail and that makes I me know. so happy i was i was ready to kind of be like okay Lauren's gone and this is going to suck balls and then all of a sudden they're like she's pulling through and i'm like what don't you know her like personally no um 
I one of my friend one of my good friends is actually uh, part of her team. Oh, and okay, that's what it was. Yeah, she uh, started when they were first campaigning, and then she stayed on throughout uh, her term from 2016 to 2020, and she's still there, uh, and is in the like the regional office. So she's not out in DC ever. Um, yeah. But yeah. Cool. Yeah. Lauren Underwood is a good, and she's been very, very helpful in this time because she is a nurse. Mm-hmm. That is her background. So yeah, she's been very outspoken about, hey, mm-hmm. fucking do something. So we mm-hmm. still have nurses <laughs> yeah. like in yeah. a few months. Good God. Speaking of COVID, mm. it's getting worse. Uh, <laughs> I think Laura, <laughs> I think Ellie County is going to end up shutting back down. But um, Let's see how bad my county is today. Yeah. <laughs> but there is some a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, Pfizer released interim data from their phase three trials for the vaccine for efficacy. And efficacy looks good. It's like 90%, which is really not great for a vaccine, to be honest. But <laughs> it's better than what they were hoping for, which was 50%. <laughs> so, oh, you know, <laughs> always aim your goals low, I guess. Uh, and you won't be disappointed. Um, and what's great is that the time frame that the FDA gave them for the two months of safety data they need to collect by after the last dose was administered. Um, Mm -hmm. ends in two weeks and so they can then apply uh, for emergency use authorization with the fda and ramp up uh, ramp up manufacturing and Pfizer is estimating 50 million doses uh in 2020 so in december so yeah it's very exciting and obviously they're going to well we'll see that's supposed to be the plan is to distribute it to like frontline workers and high-risk folks but mm-hmm. i don't know what's gonna happen we'll see if that happens. yeah and i mean this is only one of like four vaccines that are being developed and mm-hmm. if this one looks good there's some that are similar and there's some that are kind of different so it's good news it's mm-hmm. not perfect but it's something <laughs> Right. And it's something right. you can be like, yay, this is going to be over. It will be temporary, hopefully. So it's, it's really hard to feel that way. <laughs> yeah. I keep trying to tell my, you know, it's like one of those things where you're like, this is this anxiety, this depression, it's temporary. You know, I will get through it. But it's really hard to tell yourself that when there's no, like, there's nothing like this where it's like, hey, uh-huh. there's a cure, there's something. So now that there is something, it's like, yay, yeah. I can tell myself that again. <laughs> well, it's almost like, too, with the amount of people that have just decided that they have what, like, COVID fatigue or something, quarantine fatigue or some bullshit uh, like that, where they're just like, I just can't do it anymore. I can't follow COVID regulations. So I have to go to parties and I have to go and to the grocery store without a mask on and stuff like that. Yeah. I've talked, I've talked a lot about like with other people being like, I feel like I'm crazy. Yeah. Like I'm going crazy that I'm constantly asking work. Like, when are you going to send us back home? Yeah. And I will not see more than X amount of clients in person. Yeah. And 
stuff like that because they're like, well, like it's not that bad anymore where my county has skyrocketed. Yeah. Um, to give you an idea, there is about 307,000, like 800 some odd folks in my county. And today, 347 new cases. Mm. So that's cool. That's mm. cool. Ours is, is worse, worse than it's ever been. Um, and people aren't taking it seriously. Pritzker yeah. put us in like a warning level or something like that because like the desired test positivity rate is like six point something or another. Uh, and ours is like 12.3%. And it's been that way for over a week. And so Pritzker was like, you guys have more restrictions. You are no longer allowed to have. He's <laughs> like, like, yeah. You're no longer allowed to have. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You can't have taking that away from you. Yeah. Like you can have it back when your when your behavior gets better. (laughs) This is really what it is. We shouldn't get it back at all (laughs) until this is over. Right. Right. So he's like, y'all can't have indoor dining anymore. And basically every restaurant in the area is like, bet. Hey. And there are still people indoor dining. And um, it, places that are not six feet apart and like don't follow COVID regulations. Like yeah. there are a lot of restaurants in the area where like servers are not wearing masks. Nope. Or they're wearing them under their nose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're, uh, yeah. That's but fucking... knowing that possibility of vaccine is coming does, does help. Yeah. It's like when this feels so ahead. miserable. Honestly, like. I just want to go out to eat. That is literally like, I'm I'm so sick of cooking. I'm so sick of takeout. Like, yep. I just want to sit at a restaurant and not have to deal with throwing things away myself. I want to pay someone to clean, to take my dishes away (laughs) and bring me things. (laughs) And I want to tip them very well. Uh Yeah. I want to tip them so well. Yeah. Uh, My coworker and I, after work, like bad days of work, we would, go to um a bar near us and do beer flights and uh tater tots I miss and i that. fucking miss that i miss fresh french fries and ice cold beer oh. <laughs> like draft beer yes <laughs> that's what i want that's all i want the bar that wanna... billy used to work at i mean bars are closed in la yeah. county like they absolutely not open so the bar that billy used to work at turned itself into a restaurant and it has like outdoor wow. seating now yeah because huh. they were gonna end up closing and it's right. like you know it's our friends that own it so right. you know it's not like it's you know, it, it's just a married couple that owns this tiny little dive bar <laughs> yeah so yeah, yeah it's great they were like selling jello shots and like t-shirts every weekend <laughs> like out of the parking lot to like you know just is that just where you kept eat. getting all your jello shots yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we would buy like a bunch of them and then just keep them in the fridge and then I yeah. just would do them all when we're podcasting. <laughs> yeah, they were selling jello shots and t-shirts and like stickers and stuff like in their parking lot. Just, I mean, they just wanted to see their patrons again too because it's like they have tons of regulars and it's kind of, I don't know, it's a very iconic place in Long Beach. Mm. But um, And it was like, okay, we got to make money somehow. We got to get it like 
you're like we're selling beer but you can't open it in the parking lot but we just need to get a we need to get rid of our stock so you're just gonna <laughs> buy, buy cans of beer from us and leave mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah that was ridiculous Dang. so yeah so there's there's hope yeah oh um we uh we're gonna talk about mando yeah right Yes, and, it is and in dumb, your other notes. Stuff? I, I said okay. I, I said something dumb. If this doesn't, if the Mando conversation doesn't take up the whole episode, oh, I think we'll be fine. Okay. <laughs> so, um, these notes are in no particular order. They are just my, <laughs> my brain, my brain dump of what I could just remember. Flight of ideas. <laughs> um, so we are going completely out of order of episodes. There's no, I mean. Maybe you can follow my my train of thought. <laughs> Let me see if I can follow my train of thought. Um, so yeah, Mandalorian season two uh, is out, and two episodes have aired. I don't even. I remember. I know uh, the what is it? The what's the title of the first one? The Marshal. Yes, the Marshal, and then the Passenger. Really. <laughs> I think. That's so that sounds so sci-fi. <laughs> right? <laughs> the Mandalorian, um, the pass yep, it is the passenger. Interesting. And mm-hmm. John Favreau has written both of these, which I feel like it's very obvious. John Favreau is writing majority of the episodes this time around. I mean, I guess. Mm. And he directed the first one, correct? Yes. And then Peyton Reed directed two. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Jean so. Fa- I don't know why I said it like Jean Favreau. <laughs> <laughs> he- <laughs> John Favreau wrote uh, for season two, one, two, three, four, six, and eight. It's like all um, of them except for two. Right. Yeah. Uh, episode five is written by our best friend Dave Filoni. Uh huh. And then <laughs> episode seven is written by uh, Rick Famuyiwa, who Good. directed. Did he write any last time? No, he just directed. Mm. Um, I couple. think Filoni and John Favreau wrote all the episodes last time too, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, we don't, I, uh, from what I'm looking at on Wikipedia next week's or this week's rather directors TBA. And then for episode four, Carl Weathers is directing. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. That's cool. How much fun. <laughs> I, How fun. Uh, when is he coming back? <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, Bring him back, but leave the other one. I'm so confused because these are very like it's limited. It's they're limited episodes per season, and mm-hmm. we are still very much in the episodic phase. And there's only six episodes left. Like I know that they can, yeah, they can pack I, a lot in, but yeah, what, I what, what, what are you doing, <laughs> Star Wars? <laughs> I am confused by their out by their what they want to do with this. Because like, and we had this conversation in our most recent all about Mando episode, which came out at the very beginning of the year. Um, I was I was re-listening to it the other day uh, just because I needed something to put on in the background, and I was like, oh, I'll be 
vein and listen to an old LVT episode. <laughs> um, but like we talked about, you know, modern TV, you know, like your HBO, your Netflix, stuff like that has kind of put us in the an hour long TV show for a limited amount of episodes per season. Like there's got to be big things going on pretty much every episode. Um, and there is a lot about Mando that plays as if it were more of like a serial mm -hmm. um, where it has like a full like 22, 23 episodes a season. Um, and like, do they all actually end up connecting for the most part? Yeah. Do they give us a lot of character development in these quote unquote filler episodes? Yeah. But there's only six episodes left in season two. And we're pretty much at where we were when we ended season one. Yeah. He's still so, looking for Mandos. Yeah. Still questing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's been quested. I have been quested. <laughs> Which I think at this point, it's so stupid and ridiculous that I kind of like it. <laughs> oh, yeah. There are so many stupid and ridiculous things in this show that I'm just, you know what? At this point in my life with my relationship to Star Wars, it is just like the more stupid and ridiculous it is, like, that's all I want. I don't give a shit about anything else. That's I why know. I love Tross. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Another thing that made me laugh while I was listening to, uh, not in my good Christian Mandalorian, um, was we asked Ash, like what her star Wars, you know, journey has been. And she's talking about it. And she's like, you know, where I'm at with star Wars right now. I love it. And I'm like, well, that's not the same anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Ah! Mm. going back to like what what is it doing i mean so what, to be yeah. fair this is the first live action series yeah. dave filoni i don't feel like he so i'm thinking back to rebels and i think one of the reasons why i didn't care for it is because it tried to do both mm. it tried to be episodic like clone wars but also kind of serial mm -hmm. and i feel like this is doing the same thing <laughs> mm -hmm. um and it's confusing and i don't know if this is just something we need to get used to like this is a type of storytelling that you know it, it can happen and we're just not used mm -hmm. to it or if it just it feels uncomfortable and weird because it doesn't make it doesn't flow Right. Or something, you know? I haven't gone back to rewatch season one of Mandalorian. Like, Same. just binge it to see if it feels like it flows. Um, I feel like it does, though, because in episode one, it was like, oh, you have to go get the, the asset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then from there, it was like, all right, we go through every episode, you know, we find the baby and, and right. here we go. Right. But now we have but the baby and we're still, we still have the baby and we're, nothing right. has happened. <laughs> Right. Like you said. It's it's weird. I don't know. Um it's weird. So item number one in <laughs> our meeting. Very important. It's priority. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Din and Cobb fucked. They totally did. They fucked. They fucked. <laughs> With helmets so... on. <laughs> so okay. Dicks on or dicks on. Dicks out. <laughs> Maybe dicks on. Who knows? <laughs> we don't know. Um. So 
I wrote this down because I rewound it when I watched it. Uh-huh. I was like, I need to record. I need to write down this dialogue. So when Cobb Vanth walks into the the cantina and they're having their little like dual standoff moment, it's very westerny. Um, Mando goes, "Take it off, or I will." Oh. And Cobb goes, "Are we gonna do this in front of the kid?" And I was like, "Oh, run! dialogue! It's so sexually charged." It is. It is. It <laughs> is. Oh. It- the homoerotic subtext. <laughs> <laughs> so continuity from our other Mando episode is we can still have blindfolded Mando fic. This is but true. now with Cobb Vanth and not she who not shall not be named. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> so this is my new ship. <laughs> um, I love it. I have not checked to see if there's fan fiction out there yet. Oh, I'm, I'm willing to guess there's at least three on Archive of Our Own. Um, and I don't know. Maybe if I get inspired, I'll write something too. Because oh. I will I will rare pair the fuck out of this ship. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It is yeah. so good. Yeah. yeah. They just... Two... Dudes riding motorcycles through the desert and Two killing dudes. things and <laughs> babysitting and getting into fights and what else do you Two want? Two dudes <laughs> fighting a dragon, fighting <laughs> part because they're not gay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I'm also so when he first took his helmet off and I was like another fucking white dude and then the scene kept going and I was like oh oh I hate yeah. that I'm attracted to you also. <laughs> <laughs> Timothy Oliphant is a is a handsome gentleman. He is, and you know how I like my my dirty, like rugged looking old white men. <laughs> Billy does not look like that, so I don't know why I said I it like that. Say, <laughs> Billy is very cute. <laughs> I forget he's cute sometimes, but Billy is attractive. <laughs> he's not like Rawr. like. <laughs> been in the desert for 10 years type of thing (laughs) (laughs) but it's definitely my my type (laughs) (laughs) grizzled old man i guess i don't know (laughs) that's my type oh we can Um, unpack that so hard (laughs) oh shut up (laughs) don't try to therapist me um I am very upset that I'm attracted to one of Chuck Wendig's creations. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know until later when, yeah. like, okay, so everyone saw the stupid Jason Fry tweet, right? Where he was like, I'm looking forward to the Wendignization yeah. of Star Wars. And I <laughs> saw that before. I, yeah. <laughs> I saw that before I watched the episode. And so I went into it thinking, oh my God, something's going to be gay. Because, like, unfortunately, in terms (laughs) of new Star Wars canon, Chuck Wendig was one of the first people who put a queer character in. Unfortunately. (laughs) And so I was like, oh my God, they made Mandalorian more gay. Or I thought, oh dear God, did Chuck Wendig write it? Write that episode? (laughs) Um... And it wasn't until after I watched the episode that I was like, oh, that's his character. That's a character of his. It's well, not even dumb. a character. of no. his. it's just it's not. like it is a vignette. And I don't even remember which aftermath book it's in, but it's just like 
he has these i don't did you read the aftermath series <laughs> i tried i yeah i i took it i was a slog to get through let me tell you it took yeah. me like uh, years i can't to even read all do three. the <laughs> i can't even do the audiobook yeah I read really quickly and I could not get through these. I don't know if, well, now I feel like I know why, but at the time I was <laughs> like, his prose is just not something that is easy for me to read. But anyway, no. um, he would have these little like periodic vignettes, like in between like stuff going on in the plot of like the main story. And it was, this character came from, it was a vignette on Tatooine and Cobb Vanth came across Boba Fett's armor in the desert mm -hmm. And that's it. <laughs> that's all it was. So yeah, it is. It is honestly barely even Chuck Wendig's idea, let yeah. alone character. Yeah, and I mean, who knows? Maybe somebody in story group was like, "You have to put this in there." <laughs> they actually someday used the story group for once. Because <laughs> someday we're gonna make a Mandalorian show, and we need him. <laughs> like, oh, and, and they changed a whole bunch of stuff about it too, because that's yeah. not what happens in the show. Like. He doesn't come across the armor himself. Like Jawas find yeah. it, and then the Jawas right. find him. Right. I like how this show is presenting Jawas as being benevolent rescuers of <laughs> grizzled old men in the desert. <laughs> and grizzled old men in the desert and eating eggs. Yes, egg. Suga. Egg. Oh my god! Did you see that? That's merch. It the is. Egg? Yeah, you oh, can get that from is. the Star Wars Celebration store. What is up with the eggs? <laughs> What is if we're gonna talk about like a, a Star Wars being transformed by a specific person, we should be calling it the Meganization of Star yeah, Wars because exactly. there's so many eggs. There is <laughs> so many eggs. When Why? is Maul's egg going to come into play? <laughs> Where is the reg? <laughs> <laughs> Has Kira oh. fertilized any more eggs recently? No, Google, I'm not talking to you. Lego Star Wars, call us. <laughs> There's My a headcanon out lit there. Up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> why? why? I don't know. It's like eggs. <laughs> <laughs> eggs. <laughs> oh my god. Ugh. Yeah, there's. Mm, we'll talk about eggs in a second. Um, <laughs> but Cobb Vanth. Yeah, Cobb Vanth. So. He's very, very into him. Uh, when he showed up in the doorway, it was like kind of a Boba Fett fake out, but I was like, that's not Boba Fett. <laughs> no, no, no. That was one of the things I kept thinking so whenever. Janky. Yes. Like, I know it's obviously not the full armor. Duh. But like, e even just the helmet, like he... the he's standing there. It's like crooked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it doesn't fit. Like, yeah. obviously, it doesn't fit because him and Boba Fett are different sizes. But, like, even, like, it doesn't fit him as a character. Like you said, mm -hmm. like, he's standing sideways. He's very much so a Western cowboy who somehow got his hands on some fancy machinery from the future. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's very out of place. And it drove me nuts the entire episode. And I know it was supposed to drive me nuts. Yeah, and it wasn't because I was like, "No, that's Boba Fett." So I'm like, "No, it just looks fucking stupid on him." Yeah, but th <laughs> that was a choice. <laughs> like, yeah, that was obviously. that was a choice. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, the other thing that we'll say about Cobb Vanth for now is that he has a speeder, and it looks like part of Anakin's pod racer. And 
don't know. That yeah, was cool. I, I like. I think I like the Phantom Menace. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think that's to be implied that it's at least some of it is part of Anakin's pod racer. Yeah, it makes sense. Like, yeah. you know. Yeah. Gotta. Oh, we forgot about when we get to see. We saw Pelly again. Oh yeah, I forgot Queen to put that Sedaris. in there. And I love her. And now Mando is fine with the droids working on his ship. That's character growth right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so oh, good. And she loves the baby. She wants yeah. spawn. <laughs> she wants spawn from the baby. Yes. <laughs> Why are um, we back on Tatooine though? I'm tired of Tatooine. Yeah, let's go to that. That's like another like four points down, but we'll go there right now. <laughs> um, why are we always back on fucking Tatooine? I hate like. It. It was already annoying when we went there in the prequels because it's like it's supposed to be this backwater planet that nobody knows about yet. We're always there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like we go there. Better. Do we go there in Clone Wars? Yes. We do, right? Yeah. Okay. I wasn't being in crazy. In the movie. Oh my god. I <laughs> And also other times. But like, yeah. Yeah. I I'm trying to think I mean Hmm. Also, I am confused, like, if we're going to be on Tatooine, let's talk about the, like, power vacuum that Jabba left mm-hmm. <laughs> behind. Like, let's have some hut, like, you know, scrambling, you know, political scrambling or something mm-hmm. like that. I want I want all-out hut war on Tatooine if we're going to go there, because yeah. that's way better than anything Empire, because, yeah, you know. You can only yeah. you can only do so many with things with stormtroopers. Yeah, they're iconic, but we've been there, done that. Right. And like even though like the Empire technically ruled Tatooine, like they let the Huts do whatever they wanted. Yeah. So the Huts were definitely far more important than the Empire was to anybody on Tatooine, I think. Yeah, like where's um, Mama Hut? Like Mama the Hut <laughs> Mama Hut's not gonna come back and like claim some territory here or like Right. I don't know. What's the, what's the other one's name? The purple one? Zero. 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 Zero the Hut. Oh, zero Lord. dead? Is he? Danny, is Zero the Hut dead? I can't remember now. Thanks. <laughs> um, <laughs> you kind of get an idea of like what could, like something that could have happened um, with like when Cobb Vanth is explaining what happened to Mos Pelgo um, after the war ended um, and like this like local crime syndicate or something like that, like took over oh, yeah. the town immediately. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, what was holding them back? Like, why was the empire holding them back? Like you would, because right. Jabba's like, why... already gone. Yeah. And because I, mean... I don't think that Star Wars creatives think the way that we do Jess. <laughs> They're not up all on the politics, the hut politics here. Right. <laughs> like, that's really, I don't think we've ever explored that. So that's why I'm like, that would have been really fascinating. I feel like that yeah. would have been really expensive for them to do hut, like, special effects and things like that. But yeah. come on, it's fucking Star Wars. Find the budget. Like, yeah. <laughs> although the crate dragon did look very good. So use yeah, the budget. Yeah, the that. Alaskan totally bullworm. <laughs> 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 that's what it reminded me of. Um, I had totally forgotten about this, but it's such a callback from Kotor, the crate dragon and the pearl and all that stuff. But like, thank you, uh, 
Jacqueline reminded me of that mm. quest. It's been a long time since I played that. Um, mm-hmm. That was I, and it also like there's I don't know there were so many callbacks to even like old Republic Tatooine stuff mm. too. It was fun. It was that stuff was fun, but like. We're clearly going to go back to Tatooine again. Uh Uh-huh. We left somebody there. We did. Uh, (laughs) So, like, why did we we leave? We're like, "Mm." and then also, okay, so, yeah, Ming-Na Wen is dead, supposedly. And it's funny because she did, like, this unboxing Mm -hmm. on instagram she did her first instagram live she's so cute she's just like i don't know what i'm doing like i'm really bad at this (laughs) cutting she like didn't have the box ready to take out she had like the fucking box that got shipped in was like using the box cutter (laughs) to open it and like couldn't get it out it was hilarious but she got like a baby yoda that had like the 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 replica looking one that has like the hair and like the glassy Mm. eyes and stuff not the toy one the like cheap one that we have from target but um she was like, now I know my character's dead. <laughs> I was like, yeah. she was like, she winked at the camera. So I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> then why are you unboxing Yoda stuff? I don't know. Yeah. So I, you know, we, I mean, everybody was prognosticating that, but I'm she's there too. <laughs> so like. Yeah. And somebody stumbled upon her after she died. Lots of people were like, it's probably Boba Fett. And, well, yeah, yeah, that's probably yep. true. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. Um, so let's go back up. Mando seem ex- seems extra tired of everybody's shit this season. <laughs> we're only two episodes <laughs> in. Like, I know it's not him in the suit, Pedro. Mm. Him. But mm. whoever, I can't remember the dude that does the suit work, but the way he emotes like exasperation is excellent mm-hmm. <laughs> just oh like even the way god. he tilts his helmet and just like oh my god yeah. really <laughs> like it's so good the fucking physicality that's the entirety essentially of mando's character in terms of like you know verbal mm. and nonverbal things like obviously like the way that he is voiced by pedro yeah that's quintessential mando but like the physicality of mando is unlike anything else like obviously you have to have good physicality if you're not going to be showing your face um mm-hmm. but like hi you can read din like a fucking book oh yeah you can't even see his face you know when he's rolling his eyes <laughs> like yes you know when he's just like all right fucking shut up like you're mm-hmm. done like just it's so good yeah it's so I good Mm-hmm. I love it. It is really good. Um, I I was thinking about this in the car um, on my way home because as one does, as one does. <laughs> um, <laughs> when I was thinking about like Din's character development and stuff like that, um, and like what we thought the Mandalorian was going to be at the begin, like before Mando came out and then we were, yeah. it was totally turned on our heads. Um, but like, I genuinely think their intent was initially to make him seem like he is some rough and gruff and tumble kind of guy who doesn't give shit about anybody else but himself kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what Din Jern likes to tell himself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like, 
it's like Mando. I don't like anybody. I don't trust anybody. I will fight you. But it's like also Mando. My love language is acts of service. Yeah. <laughs> Let me help you. <laughs> oh, and I will protect. <laughs> I will protect. And like I, I love that. I know. I, mean, I do too. Like, and I love the little touches of dadness that he's developed oh! too. Like just the way he like has created like their little sleeping chamber together. Like the little, I don't know. It's so cute. The little hammock and just the way he like lets him sit in his lap when they're like in the cockpit. It's just not even, that's just where he sits. Like he gets to sit there. And like when, you know, when they're hanging out with the Tuscans, Cobb Vanth and him and the, um, and they're getting ready to go check out the crate dragon. He's like sitting in between his legs. Like that's what a kid would do. It's so cute. <laughs> like when they when they uh when Din falls into the stupidest trap in the beginning of episode two. Oh yeah. Um and, <laughs> and when the baby <laughs> when, right, when the baby runs to him. Oh <laughs> and he like picks him up and he's like comforting him. Like, okay, and, like, <laughs> yeah, and like the the baby wraps his hand around his thumb. Oh, fuck me up with that shit, man! <laughs> like they're I want so, kids they're, with my ovaries, man. <laughs> it's it's actually it is very satisfying. That is a very satisfying. Like, oh, there's actually been something that's happened in this show. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> is, <laughs> is like they they read each other so well now, like. They know, like Din always knows when baby's getting into trouble, and baby always knows when he can be cute to get out of trouble. Yeah. And like they know each other's tells, and mm -hmm. that's adorable. I no. love that. No. I love the thing that got Mando to be like, "Fine, I don't have to be a lone wolf. I can trust other people. I can make friends." Was a fifteen year fifty not fifteen <laughs> fifty year old child that is a green bean. <laughs> oh, I love it so much. Mm -hmm. It's just really nice. Like me and Jared talk about this a lot on Agents of Shield because Agent Coulson is very much a character like this too. Like he subverts that toxic masculinity role that mm -hmm. a lot of men, like male characters, would normally be in a role like this. Right. It's nice to see those subversions and it's really nice that it is a fucking like I mean we talk about this so many times when we've talked about the Mandalorian in the past like it's a Mandalorian that's doing it. Right. <laughs> like, right. Like, fuck yeah. you toxic fanboys. Yeah. Well cuz I mean like that is a huge thing that Mandalore is known mm -hmm. for is or um and then like subsequently white supremacy you know yeah. but that's not that, that's not what we're talking about today <laughs> um <laughs> but like yeah like you, people talk about mandos and they're like oh oh they're weapons and they are they're always at war and they're so tough and they're like boba fett's so cool and he doesn't give a shit and like everybody's like that and then like every mando that we've ever gotten not every single one but a good chunk of mandos that we have gotten since new star wars i suppose is like soft like Boys. sabine oh, yeah <laughs> but then like i especially like that it's dinjern because like again oh. this it is not what we thought it was going to be going into this tv series yeah well and also like i mean this is something that's different about sabine's character because they were very much at war 
Like she had to like, she had to embody that because of the time period that they were in. But this is like during supposedly a time of peace or peaceful transfer, supposedly. Um, And so it's showing a side of the Mandalorian culture that is more spiritual and communal mm. versus warmongering and like mm-hmm. domineering. And like, I don't know, you think of like the way that the Mandalore system looks and it's very much like their, their natural resources have been pillaged. Like right. they fucked that planet up. That's a whole white supremacy thing right there. <laughs> like, right. and we don't know what the rest of the system looks like other than like, I don't know that fucking planet that, death watch was on which i don't the snow one or whatever i don't remember the yeah. name of it um ahsoka the one that ahsoka and lux go to <laughs> looks oh, scary. yeah um but like they that that was who they were for a long time so even to see them having to you know they're on the run they're in hiding they don't have access to their planet anymore. They don't have access to their origins anymore. Like they've had to make their identity about something else now that there's right. no war. <laughs> um, and they don't have enough numbers to go take back what was supposedly theirs. Cause is that even their planet or did they just colonize it? Like that's, right. you know, there's a lot of questions there and I don't know if we're going to get that type of complexity from the story um, given who's writing it, but right it's just nice to see that it's going in a different direction than what that, what it has been for a long time. Right. I love it. I I like it. I agree. We know how much I love male characters that stop on toxic masculinity. Yeah. Star Wars does a good job of that. I feel like, Yeah. or at least, I mean, I mean, like, listen, like we can talk about where toxic masculinity is very prominent in Star Wars, which is a lot. Mm -hmm. However, I mean, even in the context of now, but especially at the context of the late 70s, early 80s, getting a male hero who like didn't punch his way out of shit, but like tried to be nice and good and soft and kind, like that was unheard of. Mm -hmm. And then you... And now there's there's more in Star Wars, and I like that. I appreciate them for that. There's this clip, and I it's from some talk, and it's some I don't know if she's like I don't know who she is, and I can't remember. Amanda showed it to me like a long time ago, but it's this clip of this woman talking about how Revenge of the Sith is like fine art. Yes. And I've she talks about the end. Yeah, it's really good. Um, I need to find it. We should post it on um in the show notes, the link to it. Um, but she's ta- she talks about how George Lucas subverted, tried to subvert that at the end of this. I mean, kind of during the entire series, but like during the end of this movie, especially with like the men being the one to take these babies and to like mm-hmm. You know, the the men were the ones that took the babies to take care of them, to take, you know, took Luke and Leia. And it's like this tenderness from men amidst this time of like chaos and and hurt and pain and mm-hmm. and just like violence. And there's these moments of tenderness that are coming from men where that's not something that we normally saw in American media, especially I mean, even in in the, the late 90s. So, right. or, you know, early 2000s. So it was, it's, 
it was kind of revolutionary that right. a piece of media was doing something like that. And I just that always like stuck with me. And like she related it back to how George Lucas was like he was that person like he got divorced and he adopted two children and he was like mm -hmm. those you know he was a, he these were these these kids that he was taking care of without like a mother figure um mm -hmm. and i don't know i just i think about that a lot when i think about like male characters in star wars even though mm -hmm. george lucas isn't necessarily writing these stories anymore mm -hmm. um i'm glad to see that at least the spirit of that is still present yeah i feel like that's a thing that fanboys forget a lot is the star wars is not about the pew pew it's about the fucking heart and mm -hmm. like that's how george intended it from day fucking one giving you this little pretty twink being like i want to <laughs> change the world and i'm gonna look hot doing it but also like i'm not gonna like punch anybody yeah you know? i'm gonna I'm going to give up and I don't know, not give yeah. up, but fight in a different way. Yeah. I'm trying to say, you know what I'm, you did a whole episode on this. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Go back and listen. It's like our third episode. Oh man. You know, but yes, sure. there's, there's some of that in Dinjurn too, which yeah. I, this is all, oh no. Now I really want Luke and Din to meet. I don't ship it. I definitely don't. They both no. acknowledge that the other is gay uh, and that they are attractive. However, they're just friends. But like Din would have a huge, such a huge respect for Luke because they'd realize how, like, how similar they are in yeah. their approach to the world. Right. Um, I think I found the video. Hold on. Let me turn the volume on so we can make sure it's her. Okay, so it's actually, this is funny, it's from the Chicago Humanities Festival, huh. and the, the woman that's on stage giving the talk is Camille Paglia. I don't know if I'm saying that right, um, and she's talking about, she's a cultural critic, and so she's talking about, like, art and literature and media and, like, all that kind of stuff, and so um, this, it's like a, maybe like a six-minute video, then that's mm -hmm. what she's talking about, so I'll post that in the show notes for sure, but it's really good. <laughs> yeah. Chicago. Chicago. Uh baby. Baby. Baby's back. And he's baby's so, so good. I have him sitting on my lap right now. Um, he my sits in my support. or Billy's lap every time we watch episodes now. Oh yeah, you said that the <laughs> picture of Billy cuddling with the baby. Yeah, I know. It's so cute. Yeah. Billy like wanted to hold him like during the last, last episode. As so I was like, okay, we can share. You can have a turn. Wow. <laughs> you know, Billy's a soft boy too. What a soft boy. He yeah. likes to pretend he's tough. With his motorcycles and chess playing. <laughs> and shooting 12-year-olds on in video. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway. The baby is so cute. I love the way he waddles and runs to Din. He's no. very much so like, that's my daddy. Um, and Din is very much so like, that's my son. <laughs> You know, I love, I love the baby so much. This is the best thing that has ever happened to Star Wars. This baby. It is. <laughs> it truly is. Like, um, 
Target wait, wait, has I, a, I, a Baby Yoda weighted blanket, by the way. It's no, only they like, don't. It's only like five pounds. It's not very heavy, but what? like there's literally everything is Baby Yoda and I'm going to buy it all. <laughs> like, Ooh, You have to be shitting all of my nuts. <laughs> you I'll send it to you right now. <laughs> Sorry, I'm very excited and also very high. <laughs> Who's surprised? They have, no one. They have a cute, right? They have a little backpack. I want a backpack. I know. Of the baby. Um, my favorite scene, other than like him running to Mando after they like had the really close encounter, um, with the stupid like bandits in the desert, <gasps> is when. Oh did you see the blanket yeah (laughs) is so when it's the very first episode when they're in like the fighting arena uh place and shit's about to go down and baby like closes the bassinet the carrier yeah like i know that was in the trailer and it was like amazing but it's still my favorite thing i've ever seen yes oh you know dad's gonna get angry He's going to yes. be angry. <laughs> angry. Dad is angry. But like that also shows like they've been together long enough oh. that like baby knows like, ah, yeah. shit, dad's going to go pew pew. Well, and he's probably had a situation in the past where he's had to tell him, all right, close the thing. Things right. are going to go pew pew. And so now he just knows. <laughs> he just know- oh, my God. You can get a, the child beanbag chair from Target. I want it for my office. Do it. Ah! The blanket's only $40. That's actually not that's bad. Not, yeah, that's not bad. But it's, like I said, it's only like five pounds. There's so many, oh my God, all these sheet sets for kids. Why can't they be for bigger beds? I right. want them. <laughs> well, like, if you can, if you get three of the child-weighted blankets, it'd be, <laughs> be like a 15-pound weighted blanket. Perfect. <laughs> Which I think is not enough. I want to be smothered by my weight. Right. <laughs> I don't own Ooh. one yet. Um, but I yes. know I, could have, I know. I really should get one. Um, I just put a lot of blankets on top of the bed. <laughs> <laughs> and it just makes it heavy. You would you would love a weighted blanket. Oh, yeah. I bet. Ew, fuck Maybe you, you can go. <laughs> yeah. yeah you know, across her, her, her Funko Pop. Fuck that bitch. Anyway, um, this makes for good podcasting. Jess and Abby scroll through the Target <laughs> section or the child section of Target. Oh, they have a holiday sweater. Ooh. Send it anyway. to me. <laughs> oh, okay. It's really cute. Yeah, put it in Trending the chat. items. Oh, boy, Star Wars underwears. I want those. <laughs> I don't think I would fit in them, but <laughs> we can try. You can get a hooded blanket. I know, I just saw. <laughs> ah! Oh my God. What good content this is. No. They have a Lego Star Wars The Child plush. Oh, I forgot that Baby Yoda's going to be in the Lego Star Wars. <laughs> Ironically, tell people this is my favorite movie. <laughs> I'm so excited for this. Like, I don't think anybody else in the Star Wars fandom is as excited as me. I don't think so either. If, I'm pretty excited. You, you are way more excited than I yeah, am. Yeah, <laughs> if you think you're excited, no, the fuck you're not. 
so good. Oh. I'm so excited. All right. I do have to say one thing about Baby. As cute as he is and as much as I love yes. him. I don't like him eating the eggs, the frog lady's no. eggs. That made me really uncomfortable and upset. <laughs> yeah. I very much so did not like that. Um, and especially so when I was like reading other people's reactions on Twitter and like, you know, talking about real world implications that I was like, oh shit. Yeah, that too. I didn't even relate it back to like fertility issues or miscarriage. Yeah. Like I was thinking of it in terms of like, hello, like Mando comes from a race that basically had a genocide done on them. And so like children are very precious to them. And it's the same thing for the frog lady. Like these are her, this is the end of her line. And so I was thinking of it like that, like, right. (laughs) And just like between the two of them, like Mando should be more upset. (laughs) Like, right. I mean, he was still stern, but. Right. But like still, cause like, I mean, that's a really good point. <laughs> like, right? Like, he, and like why, why is baby, it, why why is it being sensitive to that? <laughs> like, well, yeah. But like, why is Din also not taking it more seriously? And it's probably because she's an alien. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, like he reprimands baby for eating the so eggs. Like, He's like, dude, xenophobia. don't do that. <laughs> yeah. He's like, dude, don't do that. But yeah. I don't think it's in that is somebody's going to be somebody's child. Yeah. And she needs to continue her family line. It was more of like a, hey, hey now, like wagging my finger at you. And then like the more they depleted him being like, well, fuck, she's going to notice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, it, it, it wasn't necessary. Like at no point did it ever feel like anybody but Frog Lady speaking frog, like genuinely cared about the eggs. Yeah. 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 Um, but yes, there are other people who have talked about it at length in terms of like relating it to real world fertility. Um, and those people are probably better at expressing it than we are. Oh yeah. Um, for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, when you look at it from that, it's like even more upsetting Yeah, or just, just like. Hello, like dudes. Yeah. Hey, dudes. Like, why don't you get a mom in here? That's right. Like, like, get you know, get somebody else in the room to like see what they think about this before right. you just throw it in there. Well, like, if I feel like if if they were gonna go the route of baby kept eating the eggs, like if they had gone with Din being like, you cannot do this. Because this is important to someone else. Like, you know, using it as a lesson, it would have Mm -hmm. been better. Um, It still wouldn't have been necessarily, like, good. Um, Not the most sensitive it could be. But if it was like, a hey, this is a lesson that we're going to learn right here, right now. And, like, that could have been other good character development that we actually get to see them, you know, acting very father-son. but it was probably just all men in the room. <laughs> yeah. Also, the the just the premise of the frog lady being the passenger, they can't go through hyperspace because it'll kill the eggs. Mm-hmm. Like, it is a very, this is a very serious, desperate thing for her to do. And, like, she like, has to get there before, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. I feel like this is a moment for Mando to, like, explain to him, like, this is what parents do. 
Like, or this is what they're supposed to do is like go these lengths for their children. This is what I would do for you. Like, so don't do that. Like there's so many ways this could have gone rather than it just being like, Oh no, like don't eat them. Like she'll notice. Yeah. 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 I mean, like we can make an argument that like didn't had a very different experience with parents um and yeah. like when he was taken in by death watch i don't think it was necessarily like i'm sure he had like a father parents- figure mother figure or whatever but like yeah. there was no one being like i am your parent yeah but his um, parents like sacrificed themselves to yeah. him so like yeah. i feel like even if there's like a child trauma understanding of that of like abandonment like there's mm-hmm. still like the intellectual understanding that they went to lengths to protect yeah. him. And so that's what he, you know, should uh, explain and teach mm-hmm. to his child. <laughs> Maybe part know. of it too is like, he hasn't allowed himself. I'm not trying to excuse it. I'm no, just trying I know. to think of like, yeah. like why wouldn't he do that? Maybe he doesn't like in the back of his mind, he thinks of baby as his son, but like, He's like, no, 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 I got to find his people. I got to find his people. And I'm so excited when they realize his people is him. (laughs) (laughs) We know what's coming. Uh Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah. But yes, that was, that was, I wasn't a fan. I wasn't either. Me and Billy were like, no. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. So, okay. It happened. It happens once. Okay. That's not good but but it happens twice (laughs) Mm -hmm. he eats like five of them that's really Mm -hmm. bad i was really i did not like that at all no neither did i but can we talk about frog lady yes please i love her (laughs) she's just a fucking frog like what frog lady yeah oh yeah she's just straight up a frog (laughs) they have decided that her name is frog lady and then when you have the closed captioning on when you watch the episode, which I always yeah, do because I can't hear too. shit. Me either. It says frog lady speaking frog. <laughs> I know. And even Din is like, I don't wow. speak frog. <laughs> wow. Star I mean, Wars is amazing. <laughs> there's also a giant ant in this episode and giant spiders. So a giant ant named Dr. Mandible. <laughs> That can't be real. <laughs> no, it somebody is. Made, somebody made that up. No, it, no one made that up. It is legit. Oh, my God. Yeah. That is ridiculous. <laughs> oh, my God. Fucking Star Wars, man. <laughs> Fucking like, Pete and Reed. Not too like, somebody sat down and was like, okay, we need a passenger for the Mando to have to take, like, in order to get info on more Mandalorians. Which also, like, why do so many other people have info on Mandalorians, but he has none? Does the armorer not have info on these Mandalorians? What is she doing? I am not helping know. him. I just feel like Din isn't very <laughs> Din isn't very bright. <laughs> Din has Din and the baby have yeah, one so, brain cell and they so, have to split it. It reminds me of I keep bringing this back to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but this just really stood out to me. I'm sorry. So there's this one episode where the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. are, like, in the future. And there's Kree, like, aliens that are, like, trying to find one of the agents on this base. And they just go around asking random people 
where this person is. Like they would know. <laughs> like they, <laughs> they're human. They must know where this other human is. And then when they don't know, they just shoot them. And it's like oh, kind of like that. He just like is randomly wandering around. Like, do you know where the Mandos are? Okay. <laughs> like I'll go there <laughs> next. <laughs> like, like he was like the little like the like pushing pointing your fingers together like um excuse me can you please tell me where the mandos are (laughs) it feels like please just like pulling random people off the street have you seen someone who looks like me (laughs) i was listening to it was i think it was the the first podrilorian for season two from from rogue pod that talking about like um asking somebody on on tatooine if you've seen a mando and there and it was him that they had saw and yeah. they're like oh yeah i've seen amanda <laughs> so that would have been oh beautiful thank you padre lorian oh. but like so somebody had to sit down and be like did needs a passenger we want it to be an alien give us some ideas and like they're throwing out like real alien kind of things like things that we wouldn't have never seen before in a star war and then somebody goes i got it and they're like okay let's hear it and he goes, it's a frog. Mm-hmm. Like, and her name. And somebody said that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> and her name is Frog Lady. That is her species. Her species speaks frog. And John Favreau probably cried. And clapped and gave a standing ovation because it's in fucking Star Wars. <laughs> Misty Rosas is the actress that is, plays Frog Lady. Congratulations. <laughs> Honestly, Mazeltoff. <laughs> I love her. Everything about her is good. She's a good mama. She fucking mm-hmm. bypasses some shit in the droid from episode six of season one and like mm-hmm. being like, hey, you're gonna fucking listen to me. And then like guilt, like good old fashioned Catholic guilt trips him. Yup. <laughs> of being like, I thought the Mandos had a reputation for like always keeping their word or some shit like that. And like, yeah, I guess ass. it was just, I, yeah, I guess it was just a story for children. And it's like, <laughs> oh, fuck. Ah, <laughs> oh, Frog Lady is voiced by D. Bradley Baker. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a turn I didn't, I wasn't expecting. <laughs> <laughs> no, but legit, like, she's just straight up a frog. She's just a yeah. frog. <laughs> I love Who, that. what kind of drugs <laughs> were people doing? <laughs> when we were brainstorming and like she she like has a tongue like a frog yeah she literally hops like a frog she fucking when they were running and she's hopping and like a frog yeah i was like oh wow she is a a frog and even the eggs look like frog eggs you could see like the little things like the little tadpoles in them Uh uh-huh wait when did she appear in the gunslinger it says that she she appeared in chapter five of Mandalorian. Lady. We need some photo evidence of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't really care enough to look that deeply. Um, so if y'all know what Wikipedia is talking about, 
Or if Wikipedia, you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep all of, all of Wikipedia. Yeah. Listen, oh, Wikipedia God. follows me on, on Twitter. Oh, really? Yeah. What if they follow me? I haven't checked. <laughs> uh, I'm but not yes, going to Brad, check. I don't care. <laughs> Brad Lady is the best thing that has ever happened to Star Wars. Um, second best thing are new banthas. <gasps> so we're going back to Tatooine. We're going back to fucking Tatooine. Yeah, because apparently that's all we can. Do. <laughs> um, I love banthas, and these were extra cute and perfect. And now I need a bantha plush really bad. Mm -hmm. And they like having their little teeth brushed. <laughs> Chiefs brushed and it's so cute. They're so adorable. It was very hard to watch some get eaten. I know. I didn't like that, especially the one that had like the explosives on it. I was like, oh! he's trying to run away. Let him run away. Just like take the explosives off him and you go inside and blow things mm -hmm. up. Don't make the bantha go. I was very upset. That was the other thing that I was upset about was the bantha sacrifice. Yeah. It did make me feel good though when. The crate dragon went for the Tuscan Raider versus the Bantha that was standing <laughs> next to him. It's like a fuck you. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> and the Bantha's like, what? <laughs> yeah, the Banthas are really cute. They're so cute. I love, I love them. them. They're like big snuffleupaguses. They're just, they're so floofy and like mm -hmm. round and mm -hmm. they have cute teeth. <laughs> like they're, they're just, they're like a brushed. I know. And the Tuscans take such good care of them other than sacrificing them to the crate dragon. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Well, do you remember? I don't know if you did you read the first for, from yeah. a certain point of view? Yeah. Like there's a whole chapter um, from a perspective of a, of a Tuscan raider and like talking about the very special bond that they form with their individual bantha. Uh, so cute. So who are these banthas being sacrificed? Does that mean that they're giving up their companions? Maybe they raised really some that are specifically for <laughs> sacrifice. <laughs> Don't That's get really attached sad. to those one, kids. <laughs> we gotta sacrifice them to the crate dragon to make sure it sleeps. Well, I mean, I mean it's either that fair. or you can eat all of your banthas. That's true. That is true. Oh, that still makes me sad, though. I know. I know. Um, I... I forgot to mention this when we were initially talking about this episode, but since we started talking about the Tuscan Raiders, like I loved the first episode. Like I have issues with the first episode, but I loved it because it made me feel good inside at the end because. Mm -hmm. And if you listen to Rose till Christmas day, which y'all should please. Um, I very much so talked about this when we talked about the movie Klaus is I feel like I'm at the point in 2020 where I see any sort of thing with like a community putting like a community coming together for the betterment of their community, like makes me cry yep. or like makes me feel very, very strong feelings because we don't have that. Nope. And so like after watching, you know, Mas Pelgo people, and the Tuscan Raiders like coming together and being like, oh yeah, like they do what they got to do. And we do, well, we don't do what we got to do. We do whatever the fuck we want. Cause we're people and gross, but like they came together and they defeated the enemy. And then they're like, cool. Thanks man. Yeah. It's cool. And it made me feel a lot of things. I liked, I just, 
I just really like the way that the Tuscan Raiders are portrayed yes. in this series. They do a good job. And the fact that they're hiring like hard of hearing and deaf actors and people mm -hmm. to consult on sign like, like a sign language mm -hmm. to give their culture like that's right really cool and like i like that you know we've learned more about tuscan raiders in like maybe a collective 30 minutes from mandalorian than we did in the entirety of anything else in star wars yeah. And like they're obvious, like they're just portrayed in a very good light. And like Din makes the point of like uh, telling Cobb Vanth, like these essentially, like these people were here first, like you were taking their water. Uh. And so, like when they he gets offered like the weird drink thing, mm -hmm. um, and he's like, "Well, y'all took their water, so this is what they have to do now." Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and this it's, is why they're fucking mad that you yeah. like killed a bunch of their people. Like you, you deserved it. <laughs> like, yeah. Dinjern um, explains colonialism. <laughs> yeah, Dinjern, the peacemaker. Who mm -hmm. would have thought? But yeah, it's I. I'm really well. We'll have to talk to Ash more about it when we have yeah. her back on, because um, we're gonna have her back on to talk Mando at some point. Yeah, I, I don't probably a similar situation where we just talk about the entire series. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Um so do we care about Boba Fett now? Uh, <laughs> I kind of do. I was really excited. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know if I was more excited that it was Tamara Morrison or that it was that, Boba Fett. Yeah. So <laughs> I think it's I think it's the, the latter. Yeah. <laughs> or the former, so, whatever. <laughs> full disclosure, I did not realize who it was at the end at first. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute. That guy looks familiar. <laughs> and so I had to rewind. I'm going to blame it on the fact that it was in the morning and the sun was shining through the window and I, it was, there was harder. A glare. To, there was a glare and it was harder to see the TV. That's my excuse. So I had to rewind it. And my exclamation was not, oh my gosh, that's Boba Fett. It was, yeah. oh my God, that's Tamara Morrison. Yep, the same. <laughs> That's what I cared about. <laughs> Same. Um, I was dying for you to watch the episode because we, I made a Mando spoiler chat in our um, yeah. Patreon Discord, and one of our patrons, <laughs> Bethany, made this amazing meme that is very loves you beautiful town. That's the <laughs> shot of Tamara Morrison. Like it's like his face. He's like looking down. He looks very like stern and like kind of like thoughtful. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she put on there. That feeling when you're thinking about how fives fucked Filoni's wife. <laughs> and it made me so happy. And I was like, Abby, you need to watch this and then go look in the chat. <laughs> the feeling when you're thinking about fives fucked Filoni's wife. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. So I good. can't wait for the day when we're able to have celebration again. And we get to go and we cosplay <laughs> as Fives and Filoni's wife. And then we find a Dave Filoni cosplayer because you know they're going to be there. Oh, yeah. Somebody's going to have a hat. That's all you need. <laughs> That's all you need. A hat and a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, this is your regular reminder that Fives fucked Filoni's wife. 
Okay, we gotta throw this episode. This was almost an episode that we could like, <laughs> like present. I thought we, I thought we gave up on that. Yeah, we did. I'm just gonna <laughs> okay. wait until the like promotional period is over for Sarah's situation, so we can just have yeah. her on. <laughs> yeah, talk I'm about anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is not specifically about Star Wars. Anyway, tell us all about your Star Wars experience. Yeah, <laughs> tell us about Afra. Mm-hmm. All about it. But I guess we hear about Boba Fett mostly because it's Tamora Morrison. Yeah, which thank fucking God. Yes. Like, mm, mm. I would have burned down the Yoda statue if, <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> if, if, if they had made him a white man. Also, he has like a Tuscan Raider weapon. Mm-hmm. They're so, what is, what, ha- what happened, man? Yeah. <laughs> Are we going to find mm-hmm. out or is that just a fucking, hey, here uh, he is, bye, no more Tatooine? No, that's not <laughs> No, because, okay, so there's going to be one of two things that happen. We obviously have to go back to Tatooine because we got to go to Tatooine. Mm. And that's where we're going to get Boba Fett, like genuine Boba Fett, like interacting yeah. with our characters. Yeah. Or this is a setup for a Boba Fett TV show. Oh no! <laughs> Fucking and hell! This was the advertisement for the Boba Fett TV show, much like how the Last Jedi was an advertisement for Solo, a Star Wars story starring Han Solo with the dice. much better product placement <laughs> or thought- <laughs> more thoughtful <laughs> you know but you know the dice that we all know and love <laughs> the one the, the dice that we always associate Han Solo with nothing else though it's dice <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Alright, I don't care about Pain Reed, so I'm not saying that next point. (laughs) Pain Reed in the bug episode is all I'm going to say, because fuck spiders. I I did not like that. that. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. No, no, no. We did not like spiders. Yeah. Um, Why couldn't it be follow the butterflies? (laughs) The ice butterflies? (laughs) (laughs) Oh God! Um, so Appa from Kim's Convenience, Mr. Mm-hmm. Kim, is in Star Wars, and he's Yay. the actor Paul um, Sung Hyung Lee is a huge Star Wars fan. He cosplays as like a rebel um, mm-hmm. pilot all the time, like at all the cons. He got to play like well, it's not really a rebel pilot, but you know, whatever nuances. Pilot. Yeah, um, and it was so cute. Um, mm-hmm. except I didn't like the fact that he's essentially playing a New Republic cop. I didn't like that. <laughs> yeah. And that his partner is Dave Filoni. Like, ugh. Yeah, fuck Come you, on, man. Dave Filoni. <laughs> you had so many other... You didn't even have yeah, to make I, it a reoccurring fi- tie, or TIE fighter. Mm-hmm. X-Wing pilot. But you <laughs> had to make it Dave Filoni. Yep. <laughs> of course Filoni's a cop. Yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. 
And he got, I I was pleased that, you know, Dave wasn't the one that spoke, you know, to to Mando. It was, it was Appa. Yeah. (laughs) He's Appa. I'm sorry. Paul. (laughs) You're not, you're no longer Paul. You're Appa. Um, Oh, oh, oh. And when Mando, (laughs) when Mando says, may the force be with you. One, it sounds very strange when he's like, yes. Force be with you. <laughs> but then they say it also with you. Yep. <laughs> My inner Catholic kid was ecstatic. <laughs> <laughs> and then was also a little shithead and like, well, now it's and with your spirit. So oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> but I was so happy. I'm like, they said the thing. They said the thing. And so I now did. that is a perfectly acceptable response to when somebody yeah. says, may the force be with you, and I can go and also with you. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so I totally forgot about that, but you're right that he just seemed very uncomfortable saying that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but obviously he knew that was a thing that you say to like a, re- a New Republic official. Oh, my like- God. <laughs> Ginger and social skills. Oh, dude. He is so... Mm. And the way he picks up social skills, part of it is like, oh, that's what somebody else would say in this situation. Sure. <laughs> Force be with you. It's very think. obvious. That's the first time he's ever said that in his entire life. Yes. Like- <laughs> I love that. I love right. I love it. Again, oh. it's also the physicality, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, can I also show. just say this is a very small thing, but I appreciate how much we acknowledge that toilets and relieving yourself is a thing <gasps> in the show. Like, go uh-huh. use the head because we're going to be locked in the cockpit. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you. People poop in Star Wars. <laughs> thank you. There are space toilets. There's space toilets. I like wanted to cry when. I know we briefly touched on this, but like w- the baby has his own hammock oh, and yeah, it so hangs cute. above Din's bed. No. So they have nap time together. Does Din sleep with his armor on? Uh-huh. What a fucking dork. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. I can't wait to see him take his helmet off again this time so I can be again surprised. That's fucking Pedro Pascal. <laughs> Isn't that wild? I know. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Also, God bless Pedro Pascal and all the shade that he's been throwing at Gina Carano Mm -hmm. and all the transphobes. Mm -hmm. Like, just... Mm -hmm. And and the picture of him and Oscar Isaac FaceTiming when Joe Biden was announced as president-elect. Like, just... God bless both of them. I will probably never get Oscar in a Star Wars again, but (laughs) who knows? Maybe he'll come back from Pedro. (laughs) Get Oscar, Pedro, and Diego together. Mm. Can oh, we have a Lego Star Wars that is the <gasps> three of them? <laughs> Somehow they're just in a Star yeah. Wars together. <laughs> yeah. Do that. I want that. But it's but it's not their characters. It's just them. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my God. Could you imagine if the Mandalorian acted like Pedro Pascal? <laughs> He's so cute. <laughs> I know. I love him so much. Um, Amanda him. saw him on the freeway, on the 405 freeway, <gasps> like 
last year sometime and she was like honking and like waving at him and she said he turned around and waved back. Oh, <laughs> I smiled at her. I was wow. like, oh my god. California is a wild place. Mexico's <laughs> <laughs> just driving down the one the 405. Wow. <laughs> so good. Well, that's all I have to say for now. <laughs> yeah. Um you know, I feel like we said too many nice things about Star Wars in this episode. Yeah. And now I feel uncomfortable. Mean? Yeah. What kind, what kind of mean things can we say? About There's too many white men. <laughs> <laughs> what if we made this like a new part of the show? It's like <laughs> we had to. Nice. No, we had to like at the end, like it's just us being mean about Star Wars for like five minutes. <laughs> Yeah, so there's animal <laughs> cruelty. Wait, there's <laughs> wait, it's it, and you can decide whether or not we keep this in. It's the bantha fodder. Oh fucking no! <laughs> no, we are not doing that. Oh, okay, fair, 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 fair. Sorry, Jess. Sorry, future Jess. <laughs> oh, I'll keep it in. War is the only oh. one who will know. I think. <laughs> or oh my appreciate god! Whatever. It is. Anyway, He'll appreciate it. Yeah, but like He's on the same page. Yeah. <laughs> But like, you know, just two minutes of us being like, all right, let's shit on Star Wars, which usually is most of our podcast. But today yeah. we said too many nice things. So uh, fuck Dave Filoni. <laughs> in general. Just yeah. <laughs> fuck John Favreau. Just in general. Yeah. Fuck Gina Carano. I don't yeah. want to see her fucking face. Uh, I'm she's not she hasn't showed up yet. Mm-hmm. What if they just cut her out? <laughs> <laughs> what, if she, what if she just never shows up? That would be... <laughs> be hilarious. And they didn't tell her? She's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, she gets, like, like replaced by, like, Pelly. Pelly, like, on a green screen, though. So, like, obviously... And, like, it's just, like, slapped on top of Gina Carano. And, like, they don't reshoot anything else. And so anytime they have to say Kara, it's like a very poor voiceover of Pelly. <laughs> I feel like I would love if, if Frog Lady became the new Kara. Like, she seems pretty fierce and like, you know, down to fight. Like, she could she could do it. Also, we didn't talk about uh-huh. the like random like frog jacuzzi. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, that was kind of weird. I felt plant. uncomfortable. I did. Too. <laughs> I was like, she's taking a bath. Leave her alone. Like, yeah, I thought maybe she was passing more <laughs> she's in our birthing chamber yeah. <laughs> like birthing tub or whatever yeah. <laughs> okay now i feel uncomfortable too <laughs> okay so i don't like that about star wars <laughs> <laughs> well we know that star wars doesn't do a good job with birth and pregnancy in general no <laughs> um no. But I'm too glad they have this frog mama. I'm down. Oh, I love her. So frog, frog mama, lady, frog lady is going frog. to replace Gina Carano. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Pelly, I feel like needs she she plays the role of babysitter very well. Yes. Oh my gosh. She's yes. not a warrior. She needs to be there, you know, <gasps> as if, home base on Tatooine. What if, we, what if we went back and picked up Omera? Oh hell yeah! <laughs> yeah, give me, give me that. The, her and Frog Lady together. 
two fierce mamas on there. Yes. That's the dream team. Out with transphobes. <laughs> in with fierce moms and frogs. <laughs> That's the title. Out with transphobes in with frog ladies. <laughs> and with oh. that. <laughs> <laughs> that's an episode you can find this podcast on twitter (laughs) at lbt pod (laughs) which yeah we posted things anyway um we have a patreon patreon.com slash lousy beautiful town pod email is lousy beautiful town pod at gmail.com no one sends us emails anymore so fuck you guys no one gives us reviews anymore so fuck you guys fuck you guys (laughs) oh we have a giveaway fuck we need to talk about fucking god so we're going to do a giveaway, giveaway, but we don't know what we want you to do for it yet. So, oh, well. Um, <laughs> we'll just talk about that next episode again. Okay. We said that last time. I know. <laughs> um, people, Where can people find you, Abby? Oh, <laughs> on the internet. for Christ's sake. You can find me on Twitter at Abby M. Cecilia. Also, uh, our dear friend Emma over at Sapphic Skywalkers and I have a limited time podcast around this time of year called Rosé Till Christmas Day. Um, We've released two episodes so far. Craig fucked up our most recent one, so we have to re-record it. Um, But it's a podcast where we uh, review and discuss really cheesy Christmas movies. And it's a lot of fun. And Emma and I get pretty drunk sometimes. And also Emma and I are just a treat. So <laughs> I'm going to watch Klaus like because yeah. of you guys. So no, like genuinely, that yeah. is a good Christmas movie because it's not a Christmas movie. And you'll understand why I say that after you watch the movie. Okay. It's so good. I, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, please, please listen to Rosé Till Christmas Day. And Emma will be appearing for the holiday special. So where can they find you? So good. Uh, you can find me at Space Jess with four S's in the Jess. Talking about politics again. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Not that I stopped, really, but I was just scared and, and traumatized. Um, <laughs> so- memoir. I was just scared and traumatized. <laughs> A Jess story. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, uh... good brush your Bantha's teeth. <laughs> I gotta go brush Hobbs's <laughs> teeth. This is a real thing. <laughs> oh yeah, otherwise his teeth are gonna fall out. I know, poor thing. His teeth are so cute. Mm. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>